A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. that happened to you? You got mugged when you were nine. Yeah. No, but there was a second thing you said last night. Well, yeah. When I was a a young girl and I used to go to the locker rooms of the gyms, these girls would beat you up. No. Well, yeah, I got beat up. Me too. They would like try and touch my breast because I've had boobs since I was nine. I didn't have boobs. Nobody did that. But when I would go in the bathroom, they'd be like, yay, killer, killer. Punch her. And I'd be like, oh, geez. Wait, they hurt you? Yeah, they wanted to beat me up. Oh, my favorite move is take the girl's head and put it right into the hand dryer. Bam. So you actually are a killer. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about the scene because it was so bad, Chip bizarre. Barbara started to tell a wonderfully compelling story that I was on the edge of my seat to listen to. She started talking about how when she was younger, girls would tie her down and they would touch her breasts. It was so dark, sad, heartbreaking, complex. I wanted to hear more. I would have read a whole book about this story. It was so interesting and how it might have shaped Barbara into the woman she is today. However, we just brushed right past it. So Sonia could tell the story about how she beat girls up in the locker room. How she was a literal killer. Sonia agreed. She's, uh, Barbara said, oh, so you were a killer. And Sonia says, yes, I was. <laughs> like, yes, I was. But no one even asked any questions. Sonia did not even ask Barbara any other questions. No follow-ups about what happened to Barbara, how it impacted the way she is today, if it did, how it did. We needed more information. And look, this is why we need a Carol, a Heather, somebody in the scene to ask the questions. Because... Otherwise, we just have a bunch of narcissists in a scene who aren't going to ask the new girl any questions, the new woman any questions. And I would have loved to hear this story. It seemed like such an interesting story, and the fact that literally Sonia just brushed right past it. And meanwhile, Luann was in the background just cleaning her. I don't know what she was doing. Actually, I think I know what was happening in the background. Did you hear Luann yell, hey, in the background? I've had had boobs since I was nine. I want to play this for you again, so just listen to the background. You hear someone yell, hey! I've had boobs since I was nine. (laughs) Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Hey! There was a hey in the background. I heard a hey. And I heard somebody might have fallen. Maybe it was a production crew member. Someone just fell off the ledge of that fucking house. Because it was, or fell in that lake. I don't know what happened. Somebody fell out of that house. Or somebody was injured. But none of the narcissists in front of the camera care. We just heard a hey in the background. Someone was very injured or hurt or discarded. I don't know what happened. Somebody broke a leg, an arm, something. Someone needed some assistance, and Sonia just ignored it to go on to talk about her experience in a girl's locker room while Luann cleaned. And I'm just saying, we need someone in the scene to ask the questions. We also need Barbara to step up. Barbara needs to say, look, this is what happened to me, Sonia. We've already heard a lot of your stories, so let me tell my story. Barbara needed to step up and be a better housewife and get her word in edgewise. Because no one else cares. The women in this season only care about themselves. And we need someone in these scenes who's going to care about more than themselves. Also, justice for that crew member who was dying in the back of the scene. We, we need someone to help that person out. And it must not have been Luann, because we did see Luann later in the background just cleaning, worrying about herself and thinking about her cabaret. But there was a crew member in the back who needed some assistance, and we need to get to them. And I hope they're okay, and my thoughts and prayers are with that human being. I've had boobs since I was nine. 
Anyway, hello everyone, I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I want to get into the episode of The Real Houses of New York. Before I do, I want to say that I'm going to be doing Southern Charm recaps, so I'm going to make that a separate episode, so stay tuned for that. Check the feed, subscribe, whatever you got to do. If you're watching Southern Charm, I hope you'll join me on this journey. I'm so excited for the Bapadoo. <laughs> the Bapadoo is heard around the world. I'm so excited about Southern Charm. So that recap should be out maybe tomorrow. I don't know when it'll be. I'm going to do my best, you guys. I'm doing my best. So that'll be out. And then also just some other paperwork out of the way. We do have Wow Bethany Wow t-shirts available. So if you want a Wow Bethany Wow t-shirt, Matt designed a little cute graphic for them. And they're for sale. If you go to, I think it's, I should know the link. It's like everythingiconic.threadless.com. I think that's it. Maybe it's not. Who knows? <laughs> Figure it out. I think, I think it's, I think it's everythingiconic.threadless.com. There's Wow Bethany Wow shirts and then also shirts that say, I'm on the brim of freaking out. I am on the brim of freaking out. I'm already on the brim of freaking out. <laughs> so, so excited. So they're over there and they're really fun. And then also, some people have asked about uh, the Patreon roundtable. So if you join the Everything Iconic Patreon, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episode. And there's like a, a roundtable, a Vanderpump Rules roundtable where I, I had some other podcasters over and we recorded after some wine. We just talked about this season of Vanderpump Rules. So Ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crappens, Annabelle DeSisto from Adderall and Compliments, and Hannah Brown from Brown Eyed Unicorn. We all just sat in the table and talked. And Adam Salandro. So join uh, Everything Iconic if you want to hear that. It's a little 40-minute drunk episode of us, maybe 30 minutes of us chatting. Okay, so let's get into this episode. So we open on Sonia getting in a bus. And we got to talk about this scene for a second. So Sonia gets onto this bus. She's not going on the jitney. Normally, she rides that jitney, but she's got on a bus, which was for sure a sponsorship. I'm certain they paid money for it. But Sonia gets on, and she's got someone named Sabrina with her, who I'm assuming is one of the interns, one of the assistants. But Sonia's getting onto the bus, and she says, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have gotten up. Now, this was a throwaway line, but I think we need to read into this a little bit. Was Sonia unconscious? (laughs) I feel... It sounded like she was saying, like, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have woken up. She wasn't just saying, like, I wouldn't have gotten it together, or, like, I wouldn't have gotten my stuff together to get on this bus. It felt to me like she was saying, like, if it weren't for you, I would have slept until the end of time. That's how I felt it, she was said. And so I wonder, like, what goes on in this household? Like, is Sabrina and these other interns, do they have to just completely wake her up? Like, are they walking into her room while Sonia's just got drool and last night's vodka just on the bed? And one of the interns just has to, like, shake her to wake her up. Or, you know, like, what's happening here? I would like cameras in the room for Sonia to wake up because I need to know how the interns get her up every morning. Because I imagine it being a struggle. Do they, like, remember how she put those fucking towels on the windows because there was no blinds? Like, do they just have to rip down the towels so the sunlight comes in and then tape them up afterwards? (laughs) Like, pull out the duct tape, Pickles. (laughs) Pickles got to get the duct tape. I don't think Pickles is still with her, but I imagine at one point Pickles had to rip down the towels that were on the wall and then retape them with duct tape. I don't know. That's a dark, that's a dark tale for another time, but I would like somebody uh, with a camera to get in that room for mornings with Sonia. Mornings with Sonia. That could be a whole spinoff. Just show me that. I want to know what happens. Because she said, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have gotten up. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm a grown ass man and I don't need someone to get me up. <laughs> like, sometimes I might need some encouragement, or sometimes I'll set my alarm 
twice, or you know how you hit the snooze button? Occasionally when I'm really tired, I'll hit the snooze a few times. But I don't need someone physically coming in the room and shaking me awake. And I'm just saying, it feels like that's what she was saying. So God bless Sabrina. I don't know, again, if you're an assistant, an intern, or just someone off the street. Or maybe she's a teenage witch, too. I don't know. She could also possibly (laughs) booty call. We don't know. We don't know. I don't think we've seen Sabrina before. Maybe we have, but I don't recognize her. There's so many interns coming in and out of that fucking house and that apartment and condo, whatever it is she lives in, that <laughs> that squalor that Sonia lives in. But I'm just, I don't know who it is off the, who it is, the Sabrina, but they had to wake her up. And we see all the girls kind of doing their own thing. We see Lou getting her hair done outside. Her new house looked beautiful. And we see Dorinda buying flowers. And she's in her new neighborhood. So Dorinda went to the new flower shop. She introduced herself. And then she left with no flowers. Did you catch that? She had all these thoughts about the flower arrangements. And it seemed as though she was ordering them. And then we just see her leave the flower shop. No flowers in hand. Maybe she was going back to get them. Maybe she was having them delivered. But it seemed odd to set up that Dorinda was buying these flowers and she was giving advice on how to cut the flowers. And then all of a sudden she was like, well, see you later. (laughs) Guess we're done here. And then just walked out to the cheese shop, which we'll talk about in a second. But we see Sonia on this nice bus, which, again, I would love to ride this bus. It was beautiful. I think it was a sponsorship or somebody reached out and was like, look, we'll give you a free ride on this bus if you put it on the TV. I think that's what happened. But it was beautiful. I want to know how much it is. I don't even live in New York, but I'd like to know how much it would be to ride it. Because it looked nice. Sonia even said it's like a mobile office. She says it's a private plane, but on the ground. It's like a PJ, but a PB. Private bus. <laughs> PB. PB. PB and J. Anyway, she even says she'd use the bathroom on it. She says she'll use the pooper. So, you know, she says, normally I wouldn't use the pooper on the jitney, but here she's going to go to the bathroom on this bus, so it must be a nice thing. And as someone who doesn't like to go to the bathroom on moving vehicles, I would say it must be really nice if you're willing to use the bathroom on it, because... You know, who wants to go to the bathroom in a moving vehicle? I don't even like to do it on the plane. Don't even, I don't even want to be in the bathroom on a Southwest flight. I don't even want to be on a Southwest flight. But if I'm on an airplane, I don't like to use the restroom. Nope. Not interested. N-O. Anyway, then we see Dorinda leaving that flower shop without flowers, which I want to know what happened. That was a cliffhanger if there ever was one. Where are the flowers at? We see her go into the cheese shop. Last week, I loved Dorinda because it was Halloween and she was serving Kit Kats to her trick-or-treaters. You know, I love a Kit Kat. You want to know what I love almost as much as a Kit Kat? Cheese. Dorinda went to a cheese shop, and the fact that she's a cheese lover made me feel such a connection to Dorinda, which I've always felt a connection to Dorinda. I love her so, so much. She's given us so much. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. You know, she's given us so much. So many great lines, so many great catchphrases. But honestly, the fact that she loves cheese as much as I do made me feel things for Dorinda that I haven't felt since she said she would take a heroin addict in from the street. Remember when she was drunk in Cartagena and said, I don't care if you're the biggest heroin addict in the world. I'd invite you in my house and let's see what the fuck is up. <laughs> and remember last week, I really turned on Dorinda when she was drunk at that charity benefit and she was just saying, important, friend of the family. You know, she kept on interrupting the speech for the children who are victims of sexual abuse. And I'm just thinking about this now, but 
that whole charity event was for children of sexual abuse. And Barbara started telling her story this episode about how she was physically, and it seemed, again, we glossed over the story, so we didn't get any details, but it seemed like Barbara had a very dark past. And I wonder how she reacted to that charity event with the speech being such a fucking mess. And we never got a confessional from Barbara about that. And she was there. And I also posted this online. Jill Zarin was there, but she was edited out of the episode. Why is Jill Zarin being edited out of these episodes? I need information. Anyway, I really turned on Drina last week from that charity event. And then this week, she goes into the cheese shop, and I'm back on board. She loves cheese. And I would like a whole show about a cheese shop. It doesn't have to be some flashy drama on Bravo. I would just like a show in the cheese shop. Because a couple years ago for my birthday, Matt took me to a cheese shop, the cheese shop in Beverly Hills. (laughs) I feel like I'm slurring right now because saying cheese shop a bunch of times makes you sound like Dorinda. I went to the cheese shop. I went to the cheese shop. That was my Dorinda giving a toast. Anyway, I would like a cheese shop spinoff because I went for my birthday a couple years ago and they had someone presenting all the cheeses and they give interesting facts about the cheeses. I remember one cheese, the guy was like, this one's illegal in 48 states or something. And it's like, what? Like, there's like literally illegal cheeses. I would like to know more. So let's get that cheese shop spinoff in the works. It could be on like another network, like the TLC channel, Lifetime, and television for women. (laughs) I'd watch it wherever it went. Anyway, then we cut to Bethany and Tins at lunch. So look, Bethany had apparently ordered Tinsley a vodka, and then Tinsley arrived after Bethany had already been seated, and Tinsley goes, actually, I'll take a white wine. My dog has cancer. This was that Roni whiplash. Remember we talked about that? It's like... You can't even get your bearings. Like, someone's just walking into a scene here. Tinsley's just barely sitting down, like, my dog has cancer. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? And it moves so quickly. Like, on another show, on Beverly Hills, it would be like, a dog having cancer, we would sit in that for at least five episodes. It would be a five-episode arc. We would just sit in it for a while. We'd have everyone's responses. You know, Teddy Mellencamp would be like, you know, I can't believe her dog has cancer. And then Dorit would be like, I can't believe dogs cancer. You know, it would be like a whole fucking thing. And on this show, it's just Tinsley, like, my dog has cancer and I can't have children. And it's like, what the fuck? I can't even process it all. Can we talk about Beverly Hills for just one second? I'm not going to go deep in this, but did you guys watch this week? At the end of the episode... LVP goes in to get a lie detector test. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. And everyone online, of course, was reacting to this. It was great TV. I mean, because it was so unexpected to see her walk in to get this lie detector test with that John Sessa. And I screamed. Like, I literally screamed watching it. And it's such a ridiculous moment. And I was saying this online. I don't know how to how you can come back from that. It reminded me so much of Aviva's leg throw. Like, it's so ridiculous and over the top. It seems like, where do you go from there? And also, like, no one asked for the lie detector test. Like, she sort of presented it herself. It was very odd and bizarre. But if there's anyone that come back from it, it's LVP, because we love her, people love her. But it was insane. Like, it was, I screamed at my, Matt was like, what's wrong? I'm like, a lie detector test. It's like, these shows are fucking crazy. (laughs) Anyway, so Tinsley sits down, my dog has cancer. Real quick, she talks about Bambi's lumps. Then she just starts going in about how Sonia was yelling at her. And they show a flashback to a scene that we never saw of Tinsley, Sonia, and Ramona. Now, Sonia looked so fucked up. Even Ramona looked fucked up in this flashback. We got it in, like, the sepia tone, so it wasn't in the full normal colors that we get on this show. 
But where was that scene? I want that full scene. And did you guys know that this is a shortened season? Somebody told me it's 15 episodes, plus the reunion. So the reunions, if they're three parts, it'll be like 18-ish, I would assume. I don't know that as a fact. That's just what I was told. 15 episodes. If 15 episodes, you guys, first of all, I'm upset there's only 15 for my favorite show in the entire world. And I don't know. I'm just, I worry about that it was only 15 episodes. Although I do like a tighter season. I like that it's tight. So look, this season, there hasn't been a lot of overarching drama. They needed something else. I think we need another new housewife. There's not enough wives here. We need another woman to join the cast because there's not a lot going on. If we're only going to get 15 episode seasons, then we need someone else to jump in there. And Barb isn't cutting it. Barb isn't cutting it. Then uh, Bethany, she's talking to Tinsley about this wanting a child and not having a man. Tinsley also apparently wants a man before the child. You know, she's got this view of what a traditional family looks like, and it's not happening. And I just want to say that there was a close-up of Bethany during this initial scene at the very beginning of the Tinsley and Bethany sit-down. Bethany couldn't have looked more disgusted. She just was like, I can't believe I'm doing a scene with Tinsley. And I, you know I love my tins. Game set. Now I need a match. She's got <laughs> Tinsley's the best in my eyes. But you could tell Bethany's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, why am I, why are you here? Why am I here with you? Bethany's like rethinking everything. She's like, maybe I should have done another season of that Bethany and Frederick spinoff. You know, she's reevaluating everything in her head. And I liked that. I liked watching. I always like to think about, like, what they're thinking in the scene, you know? Like, aside from what they're talking about, I like to think, like, is Bethany thinking, like, we need a new star here? Like, we need someone to replace Tins? That's what I think she was thinking. So then we see Sonia arrive at Luz. Now Sonia's wearing hat. They're all doing a lot of hat work on Bravo. Sonia's got this big hat on. And Luz's first line out of the gate was, Look at you with that hat! <laughs> Look at you! <laughs> I'm trying to do my little... Look at you with that hat! <laughs> that was terrible, you guys. Some people say my Luan impression sounds like Yoda. Other people say Cookie Monster. Either way, it's not a human. It's not a human voice. Then, Sonia says she brought a bottle of champagne. Which, I did a double take. I thought, really, why are you bringing a bottle of champagne? Like, Lou's an alcoholic. And I'm not saying that, like, Lou should be able to resist the temptation of a bottle of champagne. I just thought it was, like, a little uncouth, maybe. That Lou's in her first six months of recovery. Like, this isn't even... When they're filming this, I don't even think it was six months. Lou's within six months of her recovery. And she's been to rehab. She's been to prison. She's been to rehab. What did she say last season? And she just wants to get home to her, whatever, her life. But Luann isn't even six months out. It's like, maybe you just shouldn't bring a bottle of champagne. Because it's not even like a party that Lou's having. It's like she's having two people stay there. So I thought that was like a little un- a little weird, but more on that later. So then Lou shows her new place, and she says her old place had photographers in the bushes. And I wrote my notes, what the fuck? Did, did it have photographers in the bushes? Like, are there really paparazzi outside of Luann's house? What's happening here? I know we think of Luann as a star, but does the world think of Luann as a star? <laughs> I am shocked. I am shocked, bewildered, and like Luann's Countess Collection jewelry bedazzled. I could not believe the fact that she has photographers in the bushes. I don't know if I buy Like, did she hire those photographers to go in the bushes? Like, who are these photographers that are in her bushes camping out? 
if I was a paparazzi, like, would I be camping out in a bush to get a photo of Luann Deliceps? I mean, you could get a photo with her. I literally got one at her Countess Luann show. Like, you could get one. You can get a statement from her from Cameo.com. Just go to Cameo. I'm on there, too, by the way. <laughs> you could while walking on the street. If you follow her on Instagram, on her Instagram video, she's always posting photos and videos with people on the streets. So just anyone who recognizes her, she's like, let's put that on Instagram. And there's there's photographers, professional photographers camping out in her bushes to take a photo of her. I don't buy that. I'm sorry, I don't. I know she's popular. And with all of the rehab stuff and everything she went through last year, I think some people might want in a photo. But I don't think it's like sleep in a bush kind of photo. Do you guys think it was someone who's like sleeping in the bush or hiding in a bush? I would think like maybe if they knew Luann was going to a place, they might show up to get a photo. Or like Bethany, the photographer, show up at the courthouse. Totally get that. Bethany's going through a very public divorce, and Bethany is much more known around the world. Luann's known in these circles of Housewives fans. But Bethany's known like because of her skinny girl, and like people know she was on the cover of Forbes, all that kind of stuff. Luann was on the cover of what? Like, I don't know. She was not. <laughs> I don't imagine her being someone that is going to have photographers camping out or just hiding in a bush. I'm sorry. That was somebody else in a bush. That was probably Sonia asleep in a bush. I don't think that was a photographer in a bush. <laughs> Sonia was passed out. Sabrina had to go wake her up and bring her to the bed. And that was Sonia in a bush. Like Sonia was going to visit Luann and she fell asleep in the bush because she was drunk out of her mind. And then the intern Sabrina had to go pick her up. Like that was not a photographer. Anyway. This house is very interesting. Sonia seems to like it, though. So we'll wait till we get to the other girls. Then Tinsley, uh, Sonia says Tinsley was being a downer. And then Sonia, like, was being such an asshole, she said. She said Tinsley was saying, the dog is sick. And it's like, we're here to have a girl's night out. And Sonia was so pissed that Tinsley brought up her dying dog and then her ex-boyfriend who left, she left her. Or he left her. I don't know if she left him. Whatever. She broke up with him. But... So he was being such an asshole. She's like, I don't care about the sick dog. It's a girl's night. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about her dying dog. It's a girl's night. <laughs> Sonia just wants to get hammered. <laughs> then we see more of that flashback of Sonia not making any sense. So drunk. Again, Ramona's drunk too in that flashback. I would have liked to see more of it. Then we cut to Ramona showing up to that lunch with Tinsley and Bethany. And Ramona's a different person this episode. She tells Bethany right off the bat, she's like, I have something to say to you, but I always have terrible delivery, and I, I realize I need to change that about myself. And then she tells Bethany that she felt that er, the girls feel that Bethany's ignoring them. And Ramona was so nice. And then Bethany had such a nice response. And I wrote my notes, this is so much growth between them. I've never seen this growth out of Ramona. I mean, it was shocking to me. And I was on Team Ramona last week when she was the only one with any sort of sense at that charity event. Then they move on. Ramona explains how she was feeling. She was upset that Bethany didn't show up to her charity event, which I'm upset too. But then Bethany says, look, I hear you. I had other things going on. I'm sorry I didn't make it. And then they move on. It was like a totally mature conversation. Much better than that time they had that sit down. Do you remember Ramona and Bethany had that sit down where where Ramona's like, your tits are out on that porn video. Another great scene, but this went uh, much differently. Then they start talking about Luann. So Bethany's still very upset about that comment that Lou made about her going home to her daughter. And then Ramona says she thinks she's a queen now. 
And Lou does think that people work for her. Then we see Ramona in her confessional doing a Luann impression. I'm Luann, a cabaret star. Do everything for me because I'm a cabaret star. That was Ramona's impression. I don't know if that worked, but Ramona's impression of Luann was great. It was low, much better than my impression of Luann. Ramona did a great Luann, and I would like to see more impressions out of Ramona. I want to see Ramona do Bethany. I want to see her do Lou. I want to see her do Sonia. I want to see her do Barb. Give me all the impressions out of Ramona, and let's get her in a Groundlings class. Let's get her on stage. Let's get her in, what was that show, America's Next Comic Star, whatever that fucking show was on NBC. Let's get her in it, because Ramona is now an impressionist. So then we cut to Lou taking everyone around the house. So we see Lou's guest room, and it's in the kitchen. There's literally, it's in a kitchen. Lou's guest room is also the kitchen. Which is fine if you're me. You're fine. It's fine if you're, you know, anyone but a housewife. And I know this is her second home, so it's fine. It's a beautiful house. I thought it was great. It just didn't feel very housewifey. And showing us the room with the kitchen was just kind of a lot to look at. Like it was like, whoa. You know, I was taken aback. Did not expect it. Even they showed it in the previews, and I still was like, still surprised. Still couldn't believe it. I, we just moved on. And Sonia said, that's where I'd put an intern. I'd have an intern live there, which was some subtle shade and totally offhanded, but just moved on from it. And that was another moment where it was like, Roni whiplash. We just showed the room in the kitchen and then moved on. We needed someone to call it out and someone does later. We'll get to it. So then we cut back to Bethany, Ramona, and Tinsley at lunch. Tinsley said she was programmed as a kid to want a family and kids. And the girls say, why don't you do it alone? And she says, I don't know. She says she doesn't want a date, but she does want the family. And Ramona says, sometimes your old thoughts need to be rebooted. Wow, Ramona, wow. I couldn't believe it. I mean, Ramona has shown so much growth these two episodes. I know she's still a monster. She's, I'm just waiting for her to be a monster again. Like, it's going to be a matter of minutes. I mean, we can't go much longer with Ramona being a, a nice person. But who is this Ramona? And then Bethany says, you know, just get the sperm. Get the sperm and have a kid yourself. She's like, we'll get the best sperm. And I wrote in my notes, just have a kid with Dale. We talked about that last week. Have a kid with Dale. Be the new normal. I want to see Dale and Tinsley. Dale raising a child. Then the girls discuss the cast trip. Ramona said she wanted to go to Aspen. But then she said some of the other girls said we should go to Miami. We've been to Miami a thousand fucking times. I am disgusted. I know they went to Cartagena last season, and it was amazing. But how do we go from Cartagena to Miami? Not saying Miami's not beautiful, but I want an international trip. Maybe, was Lou not allowed to go international because of her court situation? Maybe. But I need something other than Miami. I need something other than Miami. The house looks beautiful in Miami, but I need them to go somewhere else. And that's why we're only in 15 episodes. Like, what is this? This cast trip we got this season was Berkshire's in Miami. We get Miami every fucking season. And that's usually, like, one of the side trips. You know, normally, like, they Bethany goes for work stuff, and then Lou goes to Art Basel or whatever fuck where Victoria's <laughs> showing that artwork. Like, we normally get that all the time. And so the fact that they're going here on the big season-long cast trip, I'm very upset about it. Then Ramona reveals that Mario's going to be visiting them. She says she hasn't seen Mario naked in a while, and neither have I, and I would like someone to, I would like Mario to send me some photos nude so we can see it. Also, where's Jill? I thought in the preview for the season we saw more Jill. I knew she was only going to make a couple appearances, but we only got that one of her at the tennis. What's going on with Jill? I need to know where she's at. 
Then we cut to Luann's house. Barbara shows up, and she's wearing a camo shirt with a green jacket, blue nail polish, lots of jewelry. What the fuck? I thought she learned from Mona. I thought Ramona took her to that trunk club, trunk shop, whatever it was. Now, it seems like Barbara's back in her old ways wearing a ridiculous outfit. And I like a ridiculous outfit, but this one, it was like, I... It was an assault on the eyes. And I like Barbara, but this outfit was a little bit, like, I even wrote it down. You know, like, I normally don't write down their outfits because I'm not a fashion maven. But I even wrote it down. It was like, the blue nail polish with the camo shirt and the green jacket? Like, what the fuck is going on? Have you looked? Did you look in the mirror? (laughs) You know, Luann used to have that iPhone app, which I purchased, and it's no longer in service, but I purchased Luann Delisup's iPhone app like five years ago, six years ago. It was a long time ago. And in that app, she used to have fashion tips. And so there was like a whole tip section on how to be like countess. Remember, she was doing all that, like the countess stuff. And there were tips, and they were such asshole tips. Like one of them was like, if you have big arms, don't wear sleeveless things. <laughs> or it said, like, if you have big arms, like, wear a cover-up to the beach. It was, like, such an asshole thing. There were these tips. But I was just thinking, like, maybe Barbara needs that app. I'll be honest. Then they drink. They start drinking. And I feel like they should at least not drink in front of Luann. Again, it's just three of them together in this house. It's not like a full group party or anything. I just feel like within six months, like maybe they shouldn't be drinking in front of Luann. And again, I do know that Luann needs to get strong enough to be around alcohol where she's not tempted. But it seems very early for that. It seems very early for that. And also there was red wine there. What happened? How did that red wine come in? Because it didn't seem like Barbara showed up with that red wine. And we know Sonia came with champagne. So does Luann just have alcohol in the house? And I don't think that's a great thing. Again, I'm no sobriety expert, and so I apologize. I don't want to offend anyone. But it seems a little odd that there's red wine and champagne in this house, and she hasn't even been a few months. Whew, wow. Then they start talking as they're drinking, and they show a flashback of Luann and Bethany fighting, because they start talking about Bethany. Luann says, Bethany, I've been through so much. And then she says at the table, she says, my friends can wait 15 minutes for me to perform. And look, Luann, she just doesn't get it. She just doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She does not get it. It is not something she gets. It, I don't know how anyone could explain it to her. Sonia, who's the only one who seems to understand the issue, and she's explaining it to Luann, and Luann just doesn't get it. And even Sonia says, I'm a Sagittarius, I tell the truth. And she was telling the truth. She was just saying, look, this is how Bethany felt. She had to get home to her kid. So she couldn't stick around past 1130 for you to perform Money Can't Buy a Class. And Luann just doesn't get that Bethany couldn't have stayed. And I don't get why she doesn't get it. The only reason I think that she doesn't get it is because she's kind of narcissistic. And by kind of, I mean a full-blown narcissist. (laughs) But I don't know. They ultimately end the conversation with just agreeing that Luann's a star. Like That was how it ends. Just like, yeah, I'm a star. And then we moved on. Then we cut to Bethany Dorinda Tinsley getting in a car with Bethany's driver, Albie, who we finally saw like a full body shot of, and I was very on board. We got the full body of Albie, the driver, and I thought he was beautiful. And I would like more. I want to know his Instagram at handle. Somebody send me his at because he was a hot man and I want to see more. Then they get in that car and they go, they're going to Luann's house. 
Meanwhile, we cut to Ramona, who's at Jonathan Adler. Now, we know she's not going to be seeing the girls right away because she's got to go to her birthday party. But Luann's at, or Ramona's at Jonathan Adler buying Lou a housewarming gift, which I thought was nice. So she's looking around, and she picks up a plate. She goes, oh, Luanna like this. And then she picks it up and shows it to the camera, and it just says, cock. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. Now, most housewives, they would be doing this as a joke. I don't think Ramona was doing a bit here. I think she literally just saw the word cock, and she goes, Luanna liked this. She didn't know there was a second plate with the word tail on it. So Ramona just saw one plate that said cock, and goes, oh yeah, Luanna liked this because she loves cock. Which, same, by the way. But that's not the point here. The point is, I don't think Ramona was doing a bit. She just literally thought, yep, Luanne loves cock. I know that for sure. <laughs> There's one thing I know. <laughs> There's one thing I'm certain of. It's Luanne loves cock. And I love when these girls are openly admitting that Luanne just loves dick. And again, same. But Sonia said it a couple episodes ago. She's like, well, Luanne likes to get fucked. You know, Luanne loves to get dick. And I like that we're open about that. I would like Luanne to come out and say that she loves dick. She hasn't exactly said it yet. But I, I hope that when Ramona gives her the plate that says cock, I hope that Luanne's like, I do love cock. You know, on camera, I just want to hear her say that. That's all. That's all and again, same. So Luanne, then at her house, she's trying on her statement necklaces. She talks about this cabaret collection. She says, I never thought the cabaret would be as big as it's been. Neither did we, Luanne. Neither did we. I am shocked that it's going on. I know we talk about that every week. But then we see her taking pictures for her jewelry collection. And she's telling the photographer, she's looking at one of the photos. And this is all flashback footage, but she's looking at the photos. And she's like, no, no, darling. Which was so old school, Lou. Her saying, no, no, darling. Darling. No, no, darling. Saying that to the photographer was such an old version of Luann who's fully reared its ugly head into this season. I mean, we're getting old school Luann. And that was what sealed the deal for me, hearing that darling to the photographer. It's so like condescending in like season three, Luann. And I've been watching earlier seasons. I've been going back and watching them on Hulu. And this is early season Luann. Then uh, back in the car ride, the girls, Tinsley, Bethany, and Dorinda, they're talking about doing a drinking game this weekend. Every time the word cabaret is said, Bethany says, let's take a shot. Then Dorinda ones up the game, and she says, how about we take off a piece of clothing every time the word cabaret is said? This felt like a weird elevation to me. I mean, taking a drink, taking a shot one time when you hear Luann say the word cabaret is one thing. Taking off an article of clothing at someone's house every time somebody says a word seems very off. Could <laughs> you imagine? And I was saying, and as I was watching it, I was like, I hope that happens. Because I just want to see them around the dinner table, and Luann's like, we're going to cabaret. And then all of a sudden, Dorinda just takes off her bra. Like, what? It's the most bizarre game. And I want to play it. I want to go to her friend's house with some a group of friends and just start removing clothing every time somebody says the magic word. Like, it's the most bizarre thing I've ever heard of, and I felt like we skipped right past it. Like, why didn't Bethany or Tinsley say, like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, Dorinda, do you want me to just start taking off my socks because Luann said the word cabaret? Like, could you imagine just Tinsley in a scene just removing her blouse because Luann references the cabaret? I thought it was very weird, and we just skipped right past it. Then we see Ramona. She's spending $200 on Lou's housewarming gift, and I thought that was nice. Ramona's a nice human being this episode. It was shocking to see. Then we cut back to the house. 
again, this was that scene where Barbara, Luann, and Sonia were talking about their youth. And when Barbara said this very compelling story about how young kids would tie her down and touch her boobs, which is so dark. And the fact that Barbara was willing to say this on camera was so brave of her, I thought. And then we just skip right past it. We need someone to reference it, to ask about it. We need something here. Then we cut back to the girls in the car, and they're talking about language. And this was a very upsetting scene, because they start talking about calling little people something else, and saying all the words that they shouldn't say. And they're like, what are we supposed to say now? And Bethany's like, what are you supposed to call them? You know, and it was all just derogatory terms. They had to bleep one of them out. They bleeped out the word for little person. And I'm certain there was a cut in the scene. I'm certain in the scene Tinsley said the word faggot. Like, I I would bet my bottom dollar that at some point Tinsley said the F word in the scene, and the editor's like, it's too far. (laughs) Because they were all just saying all these derogatory terms, which was surprising to see on camera. But when did it end? I mean, at a certain point, I bet the editors were like, we're showing too much. Cut Tinsley saying the word faggot. (laughs) Like, we can't use it. Excuse my language, everyone, but I'm certain that that happened. I'm not certain of many things, but I'm certain of that. And they were just looking out the window. It was such a casual conversation. I cannot believe it. Clutch my imaginary pearls. Then we cut to Bethany, Tinsley, and Dorinda arriving at Luann's. Now Bethany's wearing this cowboy hat. So much hat work. They all go into this house, and it was so fucking funny because they're looking around they're looking at the house and they're all saying like, oh, it's nice. But you could tell they're like, in, their inflections are going up as they say it. So they're, they're nice, like, which means they don't really like it. Tinsley's like, this is beautiful, which meant she, it was, she thought it was shit. Even Bethany thought it was shit. And in her confessional, she was saying so. But uh, Dorinda, I want to talk about this for a second. So Dorinda walks in the house and she's looking around. She's doing that thing where she pretends it's nice, which she's not thinking it's nice. But she's pretending. And at one point, Dorinda walked in front of a giant fake plant. There was like a real tall fake plant, probably taller than Dorinda or just as tall as Dorinda. And Dorinda walks right in front of it. And this fake plant is in front of the window. And the window, outside the window, there's a beautiful view. But Dorinda walks in front of this giant plant. And she says, what a beautiful view. And I swear, I don't think Dorinda could see outside. She was saying in front of a fake plant, like she was looking at leaves. I don't think she was looking at the view. And she said, what a beautiful view. And she was just looking at a fake plant. Like they were all fucking lying. And Bethany said when she saw the guest suite, she said, but there's a kitchen in here. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> we're all thinking it though. It's like, why the fuck's there a kitchen in here? She says, you could take a shit and cook a souffle at the same time. And this was a beautiful Bethany moment. Sometimes Bethany gives great confessional. When she does, she does. I mean, perfect line. You could take a shit and cook a souffle at the same time, which is true. And we're all thinking it. You know, Dorinda was thinking, like, why the fuck's there a kitchen in here? Tinsley's like, why you have a kitchen in here? <laughs> why, why is there a bed in the kitchen in the same room? No one fucking gets that. No one gets it. And they all say, it's really pretty. And then Tinsley finally says in her confessional, anything would drive me to drink, it's living here. They hate the house. They do. And at this point, I was on the edge of my seat, and I was thinking, I can't wait for Ramona to arrive. Because all these other girls, they have some sort of decorum, and Ramona doesn't. And I'm so excited for Ramona to arrive at this house and see it, and comment on the kitchen in the room, and all of it. Because you know Ramona's just not going to be able to bite her tongue, and she's going to say the worst things. And I was hoping that we would get it this episode, unfortunately we didn't. But I needed to have Ramona's reaction. I'm so excited for Ramona's reaction. 
Then they start talking about Ramona, and they show footage on screen of an Instagram video that Ramona posted of her at dinner or lunch with her friends for her birthday. And she's showing the table. She's showing how big the table is. And it's so fucking funny. The editors are trolling Ramona so hard this season. How do you know what her party's like? I saw it on her IG story. Ramona's not in the car with the girls. What? 20 minutes ago. I love celebrating my birthday. This is the first day. The first day. I'm celebrating all my birthday. Happy birthday to me. And all my birthday. I'm crying. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. So, Ramona, I'm going to cry. We have put up with her for so long. We've gone to all her birthday parties. And now what? We're not the main team. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Then Luann says she's going to take the girls to a cabaret, but like not a real, I don't know. It was like a weird, they were all sitting there saying like, well, I didn't dress for a cabaret. Like I don't have sparkles. And then Luann comes out with an outfit. She's like, one of you could wear this. And you guys, what the fuck? It's, Bethany even said, she's like, I've never heard the word cabaret my whole life. I never saw cabaret once in my life. And then now all of a sudden you're making me go to cabarets all the time. Enough is enough, Luann. Like she's obsessed with cabarets. It reminds me of when I started doing improv years ago, and I just always wanted people to go to improv shows, which are not fun. Like, <laughs> 90% of them are not fun at all, but I would make everyone go to an improv show. Be like, come on, let's go to improv. It's fun. 
That was me. Except Lu- or Luann was me. But with Cabaret. So then all the girls start eating lunch together around a table. Bethany's still wearing her hat, which I've learned from manners that you shouldn't wear a hat at the dinner table. I know it was lunch, but I still felt like Bethany should have taken off that big-ass hat. And then Sonia says about Tinsley, or to Tinsley, she says, I don't have time to hear the boyfriend and baby story again. And Tinsley's like, well, that's my life. That's my life. (laughs) Poor Tins, you guys. I feel bad. I feel bad. Then they talk about gender fluidity, which they are saying is liquid. Which, this was some shit. Like, I could not follow this conversation at first. It took me so long to catch on. Because I was so confused. Lou was like, we talked about liquid. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, And then it's revealed that they think gender fluidity is liquid. Sonia's like, it's called gender liquid. And I, was, I truly was, like, sitting there. And I was, like, uh, watching A Beautiful Mind. Or I felt like him, remember Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind, like, looking at the chalkboard, trying to figure out an equation? Like, that's what I was doing watching this scene. Like, trying to figure it out. Like, what are they saying? Like, putting all the pieces together. Then it was revealed that they were talking about gender fluidity. And then Barbara says, I thought I was bisexual, but Sonia said it was sexual fluidity. This is very confusing to me. Barbara had a one-year relationship with a woman, and then she says she loves Dick, which again, same. But then she says she went downtown on a woman. And I was confused because I felt like Barbara was saying, look, I'm bisexual, which it's up to the person to state their sexual identity. It's not up for Sonia to say, like, no, that's not what you are. That was confusing. But then I didn't feel like Barbara went and said, like, no, you're wrong, Sonia. That's why I feel bad for Barbara, too, because it's like they just sort of steamroll her and like they're telling her what her sexuality is. And that was just, ugh, that made me feel really icky. And I don't know. I, we need, I, we need an interview with Barbara. Like I need to know what Barbara feels about all of this because it must be upsetting. Like it's upsetting to me. Like I can't imagine Barbara watching these episodes and not being upset by this. Then, uh, Luann says she was shocked when Barbara had a relationship with a woman. And I thought, the only reason you're shocked is because you don't listen to anyone. (laughs) Like, Luann does not listen to the things people say. Anyway, then it was such a quick shift, because Luann is saying, like, I was shocked that Barbara had a relationship with the woman. And then she just goes, I did good at my cabaret. Or what did she say? I did good. She's, like, looking around her new house. She's like, I did good. And she's so proud of this new house with the kitchen in in the bedroom. She says, I'm getting ready for my show, my Christmas show. They're all sitting around talking to Luann about this cabaret show now. Again? You know, none of them want to talk about, but they have to talk about. Dorinda finally says, so what do you do? Sing some songs and take some questions? And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what she does. Three-fourths of the show is a Q&A with the audience, so she doesn't even have to come up with material for it. She just says people ask her questions. Ugh, you guys, this show, this cabaret show, it has to end at some point. It does. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I will go to every last one that's in L.A., but I think it needs to end. Then Bethany and Luann start to go at it. Bethany says, I'm a mom. Luann says, I'm a mom too. And Bethany says, I wouldn't go out that late. I wouldn't stay out past 1130 if it was for Madonna. Every time I heard Bethany mention Madonna, I was thinking of that season two or three scene where she's talking to, I think it's season two, where they're at a charity meeting and Kelly it, like shows up late. And then Bethany says, evidently she's Madonna. And then remember Kelly got really mad that Bethany said, evidently she's Madonna. Ooh, it was good. And that's what led to that scene between Bethany and Kelly Benzimone, where Kelly says, I'm up here and you're down here, which is one of the all-time greats. Truly, like, a truly iconic scene. So then Lou starts to say, I wasn't thinking. And then Tinsley finishes the sentence with, 
about anyone but yourself, but it was under her breath, and I wish she would have said it louder. And a true, like, a housewife pro would have said it louder. Like, Ramona would have said it loud, Sonia would have said it loud, Dorinda would have said it loud. Tinsley just said it under her breath, but she's getting there, you guys. She's getting there. Like, that was a good housewife move. About anyone but yourself. Like, that was good. It was quick on her feet. It was shady. It was confrontational. I just wish it would have been a little louder. Because with Lou, you really gotta talk loud. And then Luanne says, I'm not narcissistic. We all know that she is. And then Bethany says, look, I celebrated you this summer. And then Lou says, what do you mean? And everyone looks around and they all kind of give this look like, should we say it out loud? And then Bethany says, to be with you. What she really means is like, I was here for your intervention. Like I literally like got you out of the darkest moment of your life. And Luann couldn't even remember. Like that's a problem. Luann didn't even remember. And she's sober now. She couldn't even remember that Bethany did that for her. Uh, that was the end of the episode. Next week, we get more of Bethany versus Luann. We get Sonia with a new crazy hairdo. And then we get this cabaret show, which I'm so excited for. We see this glimpse into this cabaret show that the girls go to. And I cannot wait. Cannot wait. That's the episode. Again, I'm going to be doing a Southern Charm recap, so stay tuned for that. Just subscribe to the podcast or check it maybe tomorrow or later today or whatever. And I thank you all so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny, and Patreon if you want that Vanderpump Roundtable, and then Threadless, or everythingiconic.threadless.com if you want an On the Brim or Wow Bethany Wow t-shirt. <laughs> wow Bethany Wow. Wow Danny Wow. Anyway, I love you all so much for listening. Let's do our little cool down. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in and think of your best friend or one of your closest friends. Breathe out. Now, I just want you to reach out to one of your close friends and just tell them you're proud of something they did. You know, like Bethany was there for Luann in dark times, and so sometimes we don't always appreciate our friends. So I want you to reach out to a friend and just say, hey, I'm proud of what you did at work, or I'm proud of how you handled this situation, or I'm proud of your kids, or whatever it is. Just say... Let him know that you're proud. Love you all so much. Bye. All you have to do is try. There's no turning back. No, no. It's all in front of you. There's no turning back. No, no. It's only up to you. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.